Listen to WGN Radio's newest podcast, Behind the Badge, Illinois, hosted by David Hochberg. Behind the Badge, Illinois, views current events through the eyes of Illinois law enforcement leaders. Tune in. Visit WGNRadio.com slash Behind the Badge. Left after the fake is going to air it out. Deep downfield. Has a man open. It's caught at the 15-yard line by Van Jefferson. And he gets up and rumbles to the end zone. Matthew Stafford with a bomb. It's got the great arm. We know that. And then Jefferson makes the catch, rolls over, doesn't get touched, and takes it in. Not the start we wanted. That was ugly. Welcome in. Hamp and OB and Carm. Cause coming up. Sponsored by your local Chevy dealers at ChevyDrivesChicago.com. The Rams 34. The Bears 14. The Bears are 0-1. They are tied for first place in the NFC North. So there is that ham. They're also tied for last. That's the... That or you, you want to cut your cheese. Right? Yeah, yeah. So, all right, Hampo, why don't we start with you. Takeaways from tonight. An interesting night of football. An interesting... I don't know what positive you can find for tonight other than David Montgomery, but that's about one of them. Well, we're going to get to David Montgomery. And, and you know what? What's really sad is in the pregame, we talked about uh, about three different concepts or aspects of this game that we were leery of and worried about and they all have to do with the head coach look this isn't exhibit a or b or c or d or any it's it's exhibit z on why he should have been let go last year this team on the offensive side purports to have all the answers and all the the schematics and all the things you got to have to be able to compete in the NFL. And unfortunately, if you look at the stats, it was pretty abysmal. OB, if you look at Matt Stafford, who tonight playing his very, very first game in that organization, he had 156.1 QBR. Last time I checked, Through that's, the called, roof. That's, that's called perfect. Perfect. Now, Andy Dalton wasn't the reason we lost. But he damn sure didn't do a whole lot to help us win. When you have essentially, you know, inspired such little confidence, not only in the offensive coordinator, but the, 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 uh, the head coach who is, you know, responsible for the concept of the plays on how you try to create mismatches and get people open down the field. The Rams threw the ball down the field and they win the game. We, Refuse to throw the ball down the field. We think a few big runs is enough. Not on the road. Not against a, an offense that scored thirty-four points. We averaged as a, you know Andy Dalton, who essentially you know as the starter. This is you're going to hang it on him. He averaged five point four yards per attempt. Stafford averaged well over twice that. Twelve yards per attempt, folks. It doesn't take a genius to figure out why our offense is is almost stuck in in reverse, let alone neutral. Well, Danny, I'm going to tell you something. When when we go back and look at what we talked about in the in the pre in the pregame show for the hour, I mean, there, we hit on a lot of different things. But what astonishes me, absolutely blows my mind is our passing game. Our passing game. Folks, 
Not one time did we have a hitch and go. Not one time did we try a fly pattern. Not one time did we do a skinny post. Not one time did we do crossing ends. Not one time did we throw a post pattern. Not one time did we throw the ball over 20 yards. My God, this is the year 2021. This is a passing game, a passing league. How is this possible? Our longest gain on a pass today was, what, 19 yards? Most of it, 9, 5, whatever. It's a, a Danny, I'm going to tell you what, it's an absolute joke. And somebody, somebody's got to answer for this, okay? Somebody's got to answer for how is it possible that you can come out after the exhibition game, after last season, after paying a Dalton $10 million and giving up an entire draft to draft fields, and you mean to tell me you can't throw a ball over 20 yards in the opening game of the 21 season? That's a disgrace, and it falls right on Nagy's head. And this is against the defense that basically all night long Collinsworth talked about they play a soft umbrella. They're they're basically saying if you want to throw in the middle of the field, down the field, there's going to be openings. But here's the thing. With the first four minutes of the game, we get some big plays, some big breaks, and yet Nagy has the propensity to create these idiotic uh, mistakes, you know, we're going to talk about bringing fills in after we, the offense is is on the move and on, you know, on the track to be able to score. That was a disgrace. Well, and then then they call it a timeout, and then we, you know the defense gets beat deep. Then then the defense doesn't touch the guy down. He gets up and runs for a touchdown. These are these are. These are things that you don't you don't want to see in your team the first preseason game. This is the opener under the lights, national television, and it, it, it was a disgrace. But here's the thing. We went for it on fourth down three times tonight, Mark Carmen. When you're down, sometimes you got to do that. But to go on fourth and 15 when we could kick a field goal and cut it to 10 and give us a, a, a bona fide chance – to me, that was a slap in the face to the to, to the entire team. The, him basically saying, "I don't believe you can do it. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw something against the wall." And you know what play they call? They call a 12 yard out on a fourth and 15. Enough already, folks. You can't make this stuff up. You saw it right in right on television. You cannot make this stuff up. And and in the opening part of the game, okay, the the run the the kickoff return. Magnificent run. Dalton comes in. We run the uh, Montgomery runs the ball. Phenomenal. We pass. We get a pass, and we're down in the red zone. And and they're they're moving fast. They're coming out of the huddle. They've got a momentum going. They're right going down. They're right for the striker in the red zone, ready to go and score. And what the hell does Nagy do? He takes pulls Andy Dalton and puts Fields in. That blows the momentum, folks. You can't change that rhythm. They're used to that voice, that name. He's the one that took us down the field. And what does he do? He takes them out, puts fields in for one play. Nothing happens. I'll tell you what happened. He just blew the momentum, and he just blew a seven-point, what we could have taken, a seven-point game, a seven-point lead. I I almost came flying out of the chair when I saw fields come in there. 
What are you bringing that kid in there for? When the other guy takes you down the field, he's your starting quarterback, and it's the opening drive, and we're moving the ball on him, and you do what? You idiot! You know, a lot of people, and we're going to have you call, uh, Carm, what is the number? It's 312. 312-981-7200. Phone lines are open. Ed, Kareem, I see you guys lining up. We'll All take right. a ton of calls and Here's tonight. the thing, folks. Listen, this guy beside me played the game a long time with a bunch of great players. I played it a long time with a bunch of great players. It's a team. It's not a, an organization of individuals. It's a team. Now, here's the deal. I'm no great fan of Andy Dalton, but for him to be jerked out and and, and brought off the field and then insert field, here's what happens. Okay, Dalton will never admit this. No quarterback will ever admit this, but it changes everything. Yes, it does. Now, they think... Well, look what I just did, but it's not good enough. You know, little Nagy over here is going to take me off the field and put the hot shot in. And you know what? It makes uh, him have an infirm uh, psychic nature where he's now not going to make good decisions, sound decisions. He's going to make some stupid errors. And that's what he did. He wound up throwing that's- the ball and he'd get padded up in the end zone and uh, uh, taken, you know, by the Rams for a, 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 an interception. And don't say, and he He'll never admit it. And OB, you right. know they're right. Nagy will never. But that's what happens. It's just human nature. And I got to tell you, when when Fields came in, OB, you stood up and you kicked your chair and you threw your cane against the wall. And you said, watch what happens. And boom, there it was. But I told you in the pregame. Nagy can't stand it for everybody not to be screaming, oh, you're a genius, you're a genius. He wanted the world to see how creative he was. Let me tell you something. What's so funny, you know, the number one, we're going against the number one defense, folks, okay, in the Rams. So we, we, we've got that, that initial role. My God, that would have been so great just to keep great Dalton start. in there going and get the seven points and, and, and defensively get after him. So he takes Dalton out, and in comes Fields. Now, here's the laughable thing. Aaron Donald, you think, here comes Fields. What? He's supposed to put the fear of God into the number one defense in the National Football League? Or he's going to come with some trick play that's going to just blow the minds and just beat the hell out of the Rams defense? It is beyond laughable, folks. That was a huge, huge mistake. Mark my words, I know what I'm talking about. That was a giant mistake. He never should have put Fields in there on that opening drive. We were going in. We were right there. Dalton had control. And this guy brings Fields in and blows the whole karma. Let's look at it on a macro level, too, because I think if you got to the end of the season and Fields was developed and you actually felt like you had a quarterback, I think Bears fans would feel good about the year developing him this way. Hey, go out there and do forget about just winning one game. Just gadgeting up Justin Fields. This is how we're going to get you acclimated to the NFL. That to me doesn't seem like it's really going to help him. Does is there any value What do you think it's going to do? It's going to make him have this 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 mentality that I am not good enough, I'm proficient enough to play the position that the other 31 quarterbacks in the league play, so I'm going to be Mr. Gadget. And it's almost yeah. almost like the quarterback down in New Orleans. I can't remember his name right now. Taysom but Hill. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. A great athlete. And as a change of pace here and there, Sean Payton thought it was a, a great idea. Guess what? 
They didn't go anywhere last year. Yeah, they beat us in the playoffs. Big deal. We Our offense was putrid. But the point being is, in the big picture macro level, as you just brought up, where is it going to lead to the future with this kid if he's only relegated to gadget situations? Exactly. What what are you doing? What are you thinking about? But you've got to have karma. You got to have. You've got to move the ball. You got to do it. And you're going to keep bringing this kid in when you get into the red zone. Like what? He's going to walk on water. What the hell is Nagy thinking about? What is that offensive coordinator thinking about? And I'm going to tell you what. I'm going to go back to what I said about five ten minutes ago. How is it possible we don't throw one pass over 20 yards, folks? Nine yards is as deep as the ball ever went down the field. Folks, not one pass. And this is a passing league in the opening game. Look at the stats, folks. You'll see what I'm talking about. How the hell is it possible with Darnell Mooney, who runs a 100-yard dash in the blink of an eye, and we're throwing two-foot outs to him? We're throwing slip screens? And we're supposed to win a football game? I mean, come, folks, I'm telling the, you, the, this guy, this guy, Nagy, oh, my God. The last possession after that idiotic episode with Ogletree, we had a six-yard out, a four-yard slant, a one-yard check down, a one-yard out to the tight end at his feet on the ground. The fourth down was a sack. That is desperation offense, Nagy style. It goes nowhere. Here, just real quickly, here, what what happened with, with the Rams? 56-yard touchdown pass, 67-yard touchdown pass, 37-yard pass, unbelievable. Us, 5-yard, 2-yard passes, 6-yard passes, not a pass even 20 yards long, folks. How the hell is that even possible? 312-981-7200. We'll get to a ton of calls coming on back here. Hamp and OB and Carm. That's me, sponsored by your local Chevy dealers at ChevyDriveChicago.com. Rams 34, Bears 14, with you till midnight on 720 WGN. And Fields has come into the game, so we thought we might see a little bit of him. And here he comes in, just a couple of plays into the game. He's got... Both Montgomery and Williams flanking him in the backfield. Now Williams goes in motion and feels his first play as a bear is a complete pass. A little short of the first down. There was Justin Fields' first play as a bear. OB was not happy. short of the first down. <laughs> it never should have happened, Mark, okay? I get You're it. You're moving down there. I mean, come on. I, I was stunned. I was like, oh, my God, they are really doing this right here. Hampton OB, sponsored by your local Chevy dealers at ChevyDriveChicago.com. Let, let me just jump in real quick and make this one little uh, statement, okay, which I made last year. And it's about Dar- Darnell Mooney, our wideout, okay, from uh, New Orleans, I mean, from uh, Tulane. Darnell Mooney, folks, is so fast that – and and it, you and he's got good hands, and and I just want to say in a forty-yard dash, how fast this kid runs, and if you ba- basically break it down, if you say like a thousand and one, okay, that's a second, right? That kid has traveled ten yards, approximately ten yards, and we're throwing two foot outs, three yard outs to this kid, and tonight. We don't even try to stretch the field and let this kid fly and get downfield, launch the ball up in the air. I'm telling you how fast this kid is. And that just happens to be a fact. And we don't use him deep. We make no threats. We don't threaten the Rams' defensive backs. We don't do anything 
We do not take advantage of the entire field in our passing game. My God! Our two starting wideouts average less than six yards a catch. You got to be kidding! No, no, five point eight and five point two for Mooney. They have some burners too. It's but, but the biggest thing. A good but, one can go. But yeah, you, a good but, one can run. No. Yeah, yes, we do. But but I'm talking about Mooney. My God, the guy's a, a a flash. He's gone. Well, part of the problem is they cannot protect the quarterback, and that falls on Ryan Pace's head. Well, then guess what? Go to play action bootleg. Okay. Go to fire out blocking. Instead of dropping back, engage him at the line of scrimmage. There's things that you can do to to fight against the pass rush. Engage him at the line of scrimmage. Don't drop back. And, hit and fall back. Hit and fall back. And the, Not just fall back and get run over. And Those the, are things that you can do, Mark. And the best player on the field was Montgomery. Over 100 yards, and yet we didn't do anything in play action. Zero play action. Can you imagine that? It's idiotic. Folks, we ain't making right, this stuff up. Phones. We're not making this stuff up, folks. That's what you saw tonight. Kareem, you're on 720 WGN. Hampton OB, go ahead. Hi, guys. First, uh, may I ask uh, the good Lord uh, to be with our guy, Mongo McMichael. I don't know if there's any chance he's listening, but if he is, I hope he knows. I know he knows that a lot of us are praying for him. Well, that's an, a, a wonderful, wonderful thing to that. say, my friend. God bless you is right. Yeah, right. for 76. Uh, uh, mo- moving to Akeem Hicks. Note to the media, national and local, can they please stop with the idea that this guy is an elite player? When he's at the top of his game, he's good. But sometimes they say the best availability, the best ability is availability. He's injured, nicked up half the time. When has he ever taken over a game like Tommy Harris did in his prime, or Mongo for that matter? Hell, Mongo probably isn't in the Hall of Fame only because they say, oh, he had Hampton and, and Dent, which is true. Well, Hicks has Mack, who's double, triple teamed, and he still doesn't do squat. And tonight, what killed me, I'm done with the Keem Hicks. Four minutes left in the fourth quarter. He makes a, a good play, but it's like second down, uh, four minutes left in the fourth quarter, down by two scores, and he's out there pounding his chest like he did something special. This guy's a crybaby. They showed him. Uh, Our, Kareem, TV. we're up against. It. I appreciate it. I, I don't. I, you're 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 firing on Akeem. Uh, anybody in reaction to that? I, Look, two years ago, he. No, we he, I, he, I, he, we understand what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Kareem, hey, we understand. There's a time and place for uh, you know celebrating tonight wasn't anywhere close to the right time. And he's on the downside of his prime. When he was going well a couple of years ago, Akeem Hicks was a monster. In 18, he and 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 Mac were a hell of a tandem. Not so much tonight. Get the news coming up here. we got Kaz coming up, and then we'll get to your calls. 312-981-7200. It's time now for the Rosen Red Zone Report, sponsored by Scott Levy's Rosen Hyundai of Algonquin and Kenosha. We've been talking about using Justin Fields in the red zone tonight, and he did get in the end zone with the one touchdown, which was probably the highlight of the game uh, outside of, I don't know what you, uh, outside of David Montgomery. And he wouldn't have scored if J.P. Holtz hadn't made a, an amazing block, so, you know, stymieing the linebacker and then going and getting the safety. It was a great block. There we go. All right, quick timeout, 720 WGN. Cooper and Cup still on his feet, breaking tackles, and he's going to get a first down. Cooper Cup. Stafford loves it. 
Avidob, sponsored by your local Chevy dealers at ChevyDriveChicago.com. That was an example of the Bears tackling tonight. Which was putrid. And, you know, Eddie Eddie Jackson may have been a, a, a good player two years ago, but the last two years he's a rumor. And, and he's not a factor. And when you pay players to become, you know, a so-called star and they make n- no impact in the game, your franchise is doomed. Let's bring in our guy, the Cos Man, on his show. What's up, Cosy? Welcome in, brother. Well, New Year, same old stuff. That's the uh, most difficult part about it. A dumb, dumb head football coach. And, um, guys, I, I don't even know where to begin, but what I would say is, Hamp, you and I at least had a, a, a half of a great weekend because your hogs took apart uh, Texas and my Cougars finally beat the dreaded guys up north in Utah, so... We had we almost had the triple crown this weekend. Yeah, some small solace though. Yeah, watching this game tonight, guys. Ob and I were just talking. We averaged five point three yards per rush attempt, five point two yards per pass attempt. When when will that ever win in the NFL today? Uh, well, you saw it in New Orleans. They took apart Green Bay and they beat them by running the football. I mean, they had five, you know, the quarterback threw for five touchdowns, but he only had 148 yards, and 60 of them are, was on one pass. So you can win, but what the Rams were doing tonight is they had three down linemen and they had a, basically a dime package. They had one linebacker. They were inviting the Bears to run. And they snap off this great drive to start the game off by running the football. And then we get down into the red zone. They insert the rookie. He makes a nice pass. Uh, you know, they get to the two-yard line. But you knock off all the rhythm and time, timing of your quarterback. And to make it worse, um, you know, we get the interception. But then they go right down and look. When a guy catches a ball and falls on the ground at the 18-yard line, all you got to do is touch him. And our two defensive backs ran by him. Didn't even try to touch him. He gets up and he scores a touchdown. So, it, it, but what makes it, again, fourth, they went three times on fourth down. In, in, in the first quarter, especially, what were they on the 38 and 40 yard line? Yep. Fourth and four, and couldn't convert. So they're given a short field, and your defense is playing its butt off at that point. Kept him and only gave up six points. And then when we finally did punt the ball, that's how we scored our first touchdown. Why? Because we, we got a short field, and it was easier to go down and score. So Nagy, his decisions to go for it on fourth and four twice was just stupid because you're telling your team that you don't believe your defense can uh, stop them. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, I think it makes a ton of sense. He did the same thing with fourth and fifteen. You, yeah, it's late well, in the that game. Was, yeah, that was stupid. I mean, that was that was the most asinine thing I've seen. How do you do that? that fourth and fifteen, and then you run. What was it? A, a twelve-yard uh, comeback right. or something? Yeah, or maybe it was like a twelve-yard out. It was well, 12. you need fifteen yards, so you're still short, even if the guy caught it. With yeah, nowhere to run. Nagy was in midseason form. Hey, Cos, we're going to get to the phone lines. we got a bunch of folks kind of irate. All right, here we go. Ed in Texas, welcome to 720 WGN. Go ahead. Hi, good evening, gentlemen. Um, I was wrong in predicting a Bears win. I think my fellow Proviso East alum and I were, you know, hopeful, but it just didn't pan out. Um, 
But my, my, my question is actually about Andy Dalton, who I think played admirable. He wasn't great, but I don't think it was his fault. But my question is, what was the purpose of signing him? If he's going to play three games, start three games, and get the hook, then you could have kept Nick Foles or even uh, Trubisky for that. Yep, Ed, we've got a ton of calls. Let's answer that one and move it along here. Well, first and foremost, it's more of a career blunder, uh, you know, on cue by Ryan Pace. The same way that he signed Glennon and then drafted Trubisky, which was a a, a quagmire mess. The same thing happened here. We signed Dalton for $10 million. Come on. Nobody else in the league would have given him a, a third of that. And yet we sign him and then move up in the draft, give away a bunch of picks to pick a kid to have him relegated to watching Andy Dalton. So it's more, and just like uh, uh, Tevin Jenkins, the the second-round draft pick, offensive tackle. We we jettison our two uh, starters from a year ago, and now we have nothing at the offensive tackle position. And just for the record, they signed him in the middle of March. They're, they, like They were in a panic yeah. for no reason. You know why they're doing it? Because they're looking for anything in the world. They don't care about the checkbook, the balance. It's all about them protecting their jobs. That's it. That's the only thing. And this is why the franchise is doomed with these two. Jim and Aurora, welcome to WGNG. Yeah, thanks. Uh, Jim, go ahead. Yes, sir. Uh, great. Uh, Ed, Dan, you've already summarized everything. You two are the best. So, Kaz, this one's for you. And then Ed and Dan follow up. Now that we know that Andy can't throw more than six or seven yards downfield to get anything going, where do, what do we do? Do we do we commit to him, or is do we go to Plan B? Thanks, Jim. Gosh, you want to take that? Yeah. Well, first and foremost, what Nagy um, is trying to do, and they're trying to copy Kansas City with Andy Reid when they you know drafted Mahomes and they let him sit behind Alex Smith for a year. Difference is. They didn't plug him in in the first game and have him, you know, break up the rhythm of the offense. So they they're trying to copy a great organization, but we got two we have two guys that really don't understand football. So that's the best way to answer it. But I would say this: I think it's time to probably go to Fields and take your lumps and see what happens. And don't be shocked if that happens relatively early in next week's game. You know, we're going to be at home. We're going to find out what this offense is going to be made of the rest of the year. We'll take some calls coming on back here, Kyle. Stick right there. 312-981-7200. He's back. Longtime sponsor, our friend, our buddy, and our leader, Nationwide Agent Jeff Vukovic. For all your auto, home, business needs, contact Vuk at jeffvuk.com. And remember, Kazi, you can sing it with me if you like. Nationwide is on your side. See our guy Vuk. All right. 312-981-7200. Quick timeout, 720 WGN. It's Hampton OB, sponsored by your local Chevy dealers at chevydrivechicago.com. What happened on that play? Happen OB, brought to you by ChevyDriveChicago.com, your local Chevy dealers. It was a forced Aaron pass where the linebacker batted it up in the air, and 
The Rams caught it. I didn't know what he was looking at. No, I just, it was crazy. Time now for Dan Hampton's Defensive Player of the Game, sponsored by your local Chevy dealer, ChevyDriveChicago.com. Kazi, I want to know what you saw in that play, too, but go ahead, Campo. Well, you know, hey, it's a, it's a small pool to uh, select from. <laughs> we'll have to give it to Roquan Smith. He had uh, 11 total tackles. But when you give up, you know, 34 points and the quarterback on the opposing team has a perfect 156.1 quarterback rating, nobody really really should get it. Kazi, you want to follow up on Dalton's pass? Well, it all started with the fact that they brought Fields in, took away the rhythm. They're at the two-yard line and uh, second down, and, you know, they get the rhythm. They send in Dalton again, and then our tight end jumps offside, and he he just made a horrible read because there was nobody even in the area nope. where he was trying to throw it. I mean, the receiver had already broken his route and was going to the other side to the middle of the field. And really, to, to, to beat the Rams tonight, they had to attack the middle of the field, probably about the 15 to 25-yard area. And if you did that, you would have had a lot of success throwing the ball because they weren't going to let you beat them over the top because the Bears have a lot of really – I mean, we probably have the fastest wide receivers right now that we've ever had in the history of the uh, organization. So, you know, the Rams were not going to give up the deep ball, so you got to take those 15- to 25-yard passes but not the one- to three-yard passes that Matt Nagy likes to throw. Three one two nine eight one seventy two hundred. Uh, Dylan and Niles, I think uh, it's gonna, this point's going to resonate with a lot of people. Go ahead, Dylan. Hey, how you guys doing? Huge fan. Uh, I just kind of wanted to add, um, you know, we traded uh, Kyle Fuller in the offseason, and, uh, you know, we kept Jimmy G in, uh, at the tight end spot. You know, it's really starting to show with our team how that really has affected us on defense. And I uh, kind of wanted to add after tonight's disgraceful performance, especially from uh, the play-calling view on Matt Nagy, uh, what do we do with our uh, secondary? Where do we go from here? And uh, if you're the Bears front office, uh, I mean, are we rolling with Matt Nagy for the rest of the year, or or is it time? I don't know. Thanks, Dylan. Well, um, Nagy's going to be here for the foreseeable future. They're not firing him after the opener. But I'll, I'll tell you this, the secondary, it, it, it's in shambles. And Jalen Johnson had a number of good plays, but he's still not a number one. And Cal Fuller, I thought, was the best defensive player on the field um, uh, for the Bears the the first half of last season. And yet they think, well, we'll just let him go. He walked. We didn't trade him. And we decided to spend the money elsewhere. And as you said, we've got 18 tight ends. What did that do for us tonight? <laughs> and the secondary doesn't even understand coverages at this point. Nope. Or the idea that, you know, it's not college, so when a guy lands on the ground, you actually have to touch him. <laughs> you can't just run by him. I, I, uh, OB, I have, uh, we've been doing the show for seven years now. I have never seen you, and I've seen you angry, but I've never seen you as angry as you were when Van Jefferson caught a ball and Eddie Jackson and company just ran past him and he walked into the end zone. It was like you couldn't believe what you had seen in Bears football, and you've seen a lot of Bears football. Well, I mean, it, it, I mean, like you're a defensive back and you don't know if somebody's coming at you, what you're supposed to do is tackle him. Or if he's down on the ground, you got to tag him. Why? Because they can get up and run if you don't touch him. And that you could bring in that as uh, did they have they practiced that with their coach? Have they d- gone through uh, situations in practice where they have rules or, and, and games where they play and they actually do that? 
And for them to say that they didn't know or whatever, it was an out-and-out flagrant. I, 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 I'd like to use some words, but I'm going to tell you. That was awful. I'd have pulled those two, and they'd have been on that bench for quite a while. The only problem is we don't have a whole lot of depth, and they had to play. Unfortunately, they played poorly. Yeah, but why not? You know, I think that's right, Dan. Why not sit him on the bench? Matt Nagy thinks everybody's his buddy. He's not going to bench Eddie Jackson. Uh, He's not going to bench Christian. I'm just saying, we're in a bad mess here, folks. For those two guys to get away with it, and by the way, they should have been called out really big time for that and throughout the rest of the game. You kidding me? You mean to tell me it, it, in today's game and 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 all the meetings you go through, the practices, and they've been here and they don't know that the guy is still live. They don't know that. They don't even make an effort to get to him. You will be sitting on that bench. That's why you know I'm going to tell you something, folks, and and Dan and Glenn and Mark. I'm going to tell you something. It's time. We need a Mike Ditka-type coach. We do not need a coach who wants to be everybody's best friend. You've got to hold these kids, their feet to the fire. You've got to make them accountable. And if they're not, you get rid of them. That's just what Mike Ditka did. We had some offensive linemen here going through the motions. They were gone. Gone. This is what we need in Chicago. A coach to hold these people accountable. My God, you're paying these people $25 million, $30, $40 million, $10 million, $7 million, most of it guaranteed. And you can't make you can't make a player understand a defensive back that you've got to touch a receiver, tackle him, and if he's down on the ground, you gotta to touch him. You have folks, this is ass I mean ridiculous. And that's poor coaching, though, Ed. Too. Oh, absolutely it is. It is. They don't work on that stuff. They just, they, I don't know what they do at practice. I'm sure they, you know, they have their little script and everything else. But this is football fundamentals. I mean, you know, you learned that when we all first started playing football. As little kids, you understood the rules, and your coaches would pound it into you, and you understood what you were supposed to do. So that's just poor coaching. Laziness and nobody uh, is accountable. So these guys are, you know. Listen, if uh, you know, if you're not going to hold your son, who's, you know, again, I raised four boys. If you're not going to hold them accountable when they act like knuckleheads, they're going to continue to act like knuckleheads, and they might even do it worse and worse. Would anybody disagree? And so, I'm looking at this. Th- these guys, there's no fear. Let me let me tell you something. This. The Bears finally have gotten a pretty tough schedule this year, okay? From week to week to week, as opposed to the last three, four years. Third toughest of all NFL clubs this well, year. Well, right. But, boy, we, they've had some really some cream puff years here playing against opponents. But I'm going to tell you, I'll say it again. We need a Mike Ditka coach. This guy does not know what he's doing. You can see it today. You could see it. All last year, you could see it the year before. How the hell is it that you got defensive people that can't, that really don't even, obviously they don't know the real rules. They haven't been taught or they haven't been coached, just like Glenn was saying. My God, how the hell offensively could you not throw the ball down the field in 60 minutes of football? Just 
It's impossible. You know how hard you got to work at it not to do that? The sad truth is you are a byproduct of your practice habits. Obviously, we don't have practice habits. The other part of it, though, they... At least if I was going to try to play the devil's advocate. They know they got to touch him, but they were so far out of position on the play that he's flying past him. He can't even get back. And then you had you had the bomb later to Cooper Cup that went, where they were not within 20 yards. Where's, here's the problem. They don't even make the effort. Yeah, they they like did a, not make the effort to get back and touch him. What are you talking about? I haven't gone blind yet. 38 could have touched him, Mark. I mean... Jackson took a poor angle. Okay. 38 closed the gap. He The guy fell in front of him. And all he had, I mean, honestly, I'd have been so mad, I would have speared him just because he was on the ground. And these guys don't think that way. That's the problem. And then they're out there hugging each other after the game, and you just got spanked. Hey, uh, Kazi, it's time now for the BBB Trusted Review, brought to you by the Better Business Bureau. Find a business you can trust at BBB.org. We could take one of those key plays to review, which I think we just basically did. But Tayshawn Gibson had an okay game. He was just apt. But on that particular play, you're right. I mean, Jackson was way past him. But Gibson, I, that's fine. He, he should have But he overran it. That's why Jackson was past him. Right. Because he, he just assumed because he was being lazy and there's no accountability that the other guy was going to, you know, touch him. The other guy's going to do it. You know, Glenn, Glenn the most yeah. important thing is is what you said, there's no accountability. And and why? Cuz these are all his best friends. Right. And 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 I truly believe that. I I, I just I, I'm going to say it one more time. My got we need a Mike Dicta coach, somebody like him to come in here and have rules and regulations, how the practices are run, and here's what you do. And if you don't, you're out of here. Kazi, love you. Great to hear you, brother. You guys, uh, yep. Uh, and uh, Hamp, uh, we'll talk next week, but uh, uh, early happy birthday coming up to you. Thank so. you, Hoss. I can't wait to see you soon. God bless you, you Ed. All right. See you, Ed, and I'm glad you're healthy and doing well. All right, kiddo, right back at you. Glenn Kozlowski, right, the Cosman here on 720 WGN. 11.30, let's get a check of news. Little okay. Dan, get the duct tape so we can tape, <laughs> tape OB down at that <laughs> Like they do I mean, with the airplane. No, what I'm, what I'm saying is, <laughs> excuse me. Camp and OB, sponsored by your local Chevy dealers at ChevyDrivesChicago.com. 1136 at 720 WGN with you till the top of the hour. Rams 34, the Bears 14. It's 312-981-7200. We've been talking during the break, and basically we came up with the summation that everything this year, so far at least, is worse than it was last year, which is not good. It, 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 folks, and, and we told you this on the final pregame, uh, postgame of the year after the loss in the playoffs to the Saints. We told you we need new direction. We need a, a clean house and, and and start to head in another direction. And guess what? Not only are we going in the wrong direction, but we're further down the road after watching this thing tonight. It's just astonishing it's a shame. to me. It's a shame to, to see what we saw today that you go out there and again you're it's if what third or fourth and 15 yards and you throw a 12 yard out it's third and eight you're throwing a two yard out 
or ball in a slip screen or a bubble screen out in the flat. It's the same thing as last year and the year before. And that's why I said the, this guy, he, the, this whole staff has got to go. And, again, I'll say one more time, you got to get somebody in here to make these kids accountable, hold their feet to the fire. And, when that, when, and it's got to happen. It can't go on like this. It can't. You can't sit here and have, by the way, a defense that's still good enough to get you to the Super Bowl, okay, win playoffs. It's still good enough. Your offense is absolutely pathetic. Your game plan is pathetic. Your output is pathetic. Your scoring points is pathetic. Your average yard per run, your average yard per pass is pathetic. It's enough already, Nagy. It's enough. You want to quibble with your partner, Hamp, on the well, defense you know, is good enough? OB, you know, he, he's, he still thinks there are semblances of a defense that is good enough in today's game. You know, <laughs> I do. I believe 30? they're still good enough, Dan. Well, I do. Hey, Khalil Mack is invisible. Keem Hicks makes one play. Uh, Eddie Jackson again is a rumor. Uh, I don't. I. I don't know. We're going to find out uh, next week. We've got Cincinnati here at home. Cincinnati has got a damn fine second-year quarterback that made a lot of plays today. We're going to find out who this defense really is. I'm not sure he's healthy, and it seems like they're. Putting him out there and putting him in harm's way. We'll he, see. He played. He played really well today. He I watched it. Yeah. It, it, we need to get to those calls. Yeah, it, we'll get to the calls in one second. John, Matt, and you three one two nine eight one seventy two hundred. But quickly, thank you uh, to the fifty fifty Sports Bar for the food tonight, which was outstanding. They brought in some of their famous chicken wings, steak nachos. Their legendary naughty lemonade was all here. Uh, you you really need to check this place out. The fifty fifty Sports Bar. They were rated the best wings in Chicago. How many did you eat, Obi? Jeff, some wings over there yes i did yes. i had uh maybe a little too many yeah <laughs> hey too. the greatest testament you and i looked at each other and said we ate too much we really we we, we did it's uh we didn't we then had to watch the second half yeah right 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 best wings by wgn tv chicago tribune metro mix if you're a fan of chicken wings gotta get over to the 50 50 every delicious menu item at 50 50 made from scratch using only the best freshest ingredients you will taste the difference football fans you should experience the game at the 50-50. Go and relax on their patio, watch on their jumbo 88-inch outdoor TV, or watch the game inside on one of their three floors. On game days, they're raffling off cool prizes, donating money to a different local charity each week. That is cool. Check out the 50-50 Sports Bar at 2047 West Division in Wicker Park, and you'll see why Yahoo awarded the 50-50 the best sports bar in America. More info at 550.com. I wonder what missed tackles look like on an 88-inch <laughs> uh, screen, OB. Crystal clear. <laughs> Pretty scary. Yeah. <laughs> hey, John and Wheeling, thank you for your patience. I know you're frustrated. So get it on out, my friend. We're here for you. Go ahead. Very frustrated. 50 minutes uh, I've been waiting, and and I want to uh, ask this directly to Mr. Obradovich. Because you knew, you knew George Hallis, and you played for George Hallis. And would George Hallis ever, ever uh, uh, put up with something like this? Would he ever allow a team that he owned to be an embarrassment such as it is? Well, to answer your question, John, there, there, there. Listen, I played on a team that. Uh, won one game, okay? 
And 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 by the way, it, and I played on a team that lost one game and we won a world championship. And 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 that fi- you know I say there's a fine line between winning and losing. That's the biggest lie in America. No, there isn't. It's from here to China and back. It's unbelievable. And and uh, what would Hallis do? He well, first of all, if from what if you go from year to year since Nagy's been here. And, you know, people say, well, let's go back to 2018. They were like 12 and 4, whatever. Do you know that the Bears, there's 32 teams in the National Football League. They had the 32nd easiest schedule in the league. All right? Last year, they back in because they went to seven playoff teams. Okay? They get in with an 8-8 eight and eight record. You know where they're, you know, they had the what? The 28th or the 29th or 30th easy ske- easiest schedule in the league? Now, this year, it's going to be a little different. I think Dan mentioned it's about the third toughest, okay? So, would Hallis put up with this? I don't think he would. I mean, he put up with a lot of stuff. But, boy, to have people that, and don't and believe me, this guy basically started the National Football League and made it pretty much where the hell it is today. If it wasn't for him, you wouldn't be seeing this. But I'll tell you this. To see a team that you they this is a passing and you can't even throw the football down the field, you can't even throw the football down the field. We got defensive backs that don't know what the hell a tackle is, or how to tackle, or what it means. Would Hallis be aggravated about that? Would he put up with it? No, he would not. And by the way, that's why he brought Mike Ditka in. Mike Ditka came in here because Hallis had had enough of coaches with all their, you know, dipsy doodle, touchy. They're gonna, yeah, touchy feely. You know, and they're my guys, and we're their guys. I love them. They love me. We have a lot back. of love around here. That not really, okay. Ditka came in here and held everybody's feet to the fire and made massive changes on personnel. Why? Because he knew how to get it done. He knew. That's how you got a Dan Hampton, a Jimbo Covert, all right? And they won a world championship. And what a lot of people think, probably the greatest team of all time. So that was really a long way of going about would Hallis put up with what he saw today? No. he would. Those guys would be on the carpet right now. I'll guarantee you. What do you they th- would be on the carpet right now. What do you think Hallis would have thought about Cody Whitehair tonight, OB? Uh... <laughs> Just about the same thing I think of him. He can't play offensive guard in this league. Just look at the film today. Just look at the film from play to play to play. All right? Can anybody on that offensive line play? OB? No. My, my opinion? No. How long do you think Tom Brady would last or Aaron Rodgers would last behind these five guys? But you know what? I, I made this comment. That's the weakest point of our team is our offensive line. There's no question. Come on now. You don't know that? I, I'm not disputing it at all. I'm There's no question anyone... the offensive line is the, the problem. The, a big part of the problem. But there's ways to fix it. There's, there's schematic ways to help the offensive line, and yet we don't do that. I made the comment in 88, the 49ers came in here. They ran two-man pass patterns. They had one guy throwing it, and we know who he was, Montana, and he had eight guys blocking us. Now, if you can't block the the ramp front with five, 
get six. If you can't do it at six, get seven. Do what you got to do. Make sure you're able to protect long enough to throw the ball down the field to put the fear of God and a threat into the defensive secondary. Otherwise, they're going to clamp down and constrict you. Do you think this coaching staff is smart enough to they, figure no, that out? No, no. They want to run five guys in patterns so their buddies in Cleveland can watch the film and go, oh, I see you're running five-man routes. I mean, it's, 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 it's insanity. Matt and Champagne, welcome to WGN. Go ahead. Gentlemen, I appreciate it. First time I've been able to get on here. Um, I guess this goes to the two Hall of Fame defensive front seven guys, Hamp and OB. Uh, we know Pace makes more mistakes than he doesn't. Anybody with a brain cell could have moved up and tra- in drafted fields. We know, uh, we know Coach, like on his name, right? He did. He just he doesn't belong there. We know it's stupid to let Kyle Fuller go, but where is Kevin or Mac? We traded to Cleo. Sorry, Cleo Mac. I'm just so frustrated right now. You're okay. Trade, what two two firsts and a third? And I can't remember if another player traded for him or not. And after at the time of the trade, there was talk about him being a surefire Hall of Famer and a perennial All Pro. And after one good year, he didn't show up in 19. He didn't show up in 20. And they were talking about the new defensive coordinator they got to replace Pagano because he retired. I don't know if Pagano was just out of gas or what, but he couldn't get anything out of Mac. And this new guy, he was a teacher. Oh, okay, well, whatever. What, there's no, there's no fire. There's no intensity. Where is Mac? I didn't see him getting doubled. The line is the most important part of the game, and he was almost invisible. What is going on with Cleo Mac? Why is he not an All Pro like that they traded for him? Good question. Okay. Um, there's a number of ways you could look at this. Is it effort? No, I think he's still, you know, engaged and he's trying to uh, to be Khalil Mack. And we saw the statistical breakdown tonight about him and Aaron Donald and the comparisons and how many sacks they've had and this and that. But if you watch the film, he doesn't affect the game the way he did in 2018. Now, is that schematic? Is that because Vic Fangio knew what he had and he knew how to utilize him and he knew how to, you know, coach him and help him break down the opponent to where he would be able to have a, an advantage in matchups? That's the way it looks to me. And I'm just telling you, uh, I mean, for two years, uh, Pagano had him dropping into pass plays a third of the time, which is insanity. So I don't know if it's all Khalil, but I'll tell you this. Khalil Mack was a hell of a lot better when Akeem Hicks was playing and rolling. Akeem Hicks isn't the same player he was two years ago. And so you got, you know, that's what we talk about. Time you, is running out. You, you on get him, a man. window of opportunity. Yep. And it's, a, I wasn't the same player in 88 or 9 than I was in 84 and 5. And you know what? It's, it is what it is. I hope. Yeah, I like Khalil Mack. And God knows he's been, he's being compensated for, you know, his efforts, whatever they may be. But he's not the same player. Somehow, some way, he's got to find it. And I, 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 I used to, I remember my second year, buddy benched me after a game. And he goes, big rookie, you ain't, you ain't getting it done. And I thought I was playing hard. But in my heart of hearts, I knew I had to find a way to, to play harder, lower, more tenacious, blah, blah. And it changed everything. Maybe Khalil Mack needs a little, uh, what would you say, come to Jesus moment. 
for the record, they gave How about a- the coaches holding them accountable? Well, if they don't hold him accountable and the checks, you know, uh, handed out on Tuesday, I mean, and here's the thing. Everybody goes, what happened to Eddie Jackson? Folks don't, here's the deal. He's making 10 million or 12 million a year. What's going to stop that? Him getting hurt. How do you get hurt? By tackling people. You don't get hurt covering. You get hurt by tackling. That's why he's not tackling anybody. It's not a mystery. He got thirty-three million guaranteed. Eddie Jackson did it a four-year, fifty-eight million dollar deal. And he but- wants the next contract for fifty million or whatever it is. And the only way that's going to go away is if he breaks a shoulder or tears a knee up because he's being, you know, a tenacious tackler. Coming on back here, we'll give you the Mullerado game-changing moment. We'll also have our who brought it today as well. We got one segment to go here, and yes, OB. yeah, I just want to say a quick thing about Mike Muller. He's my dear friend of mine, the patriarch of the Muller family. His his son Mark and and Scotty. Uh, you know, they've got, what, six locations, and, and I'm so glad they came, jumped on board and came along with the Hampton OB postgame show Close. and pre- and post-game He's show. almost got as many dealerships as we have tight ends. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, as a matter of fact, yes. Jesper Horstead was uh, inactive today, one of our tight ends. I- no huddle here. Snapper, he can going to air it out. Deep downfield, wide, wide, wide open. A flag is down. That's Cooper Cup. There's a flag down to the 35-yard line. The Bears already signaling it's against the Rams. That would have been a 56-yard touchdown. Brad Allen is the referee. Purple foul. Ruffing the passer. Defense number 96. There's all the play with touchdown. And Pilton will be enforced on the succeeding kickoff. Happen OB sponsored by your local Chevy dealer, ChevyDriveChicago.com. That was right when the Bears got back in the game and then right back out of it. That made it 20-7. to And we're going to call that one the Colorado a game-changing moment because it felt for a second they were in there, but then they there, weren't. There was about ten game-changing moments, and you know we talked about the, the you know insertion of, of fields. What about going forward on fourth down three separate times? The, you know the futility of that. What about uh, the uh, the, the uh, six missed tackles on Cooper Cup on third and twelve, and he gets fifteen yards on a on a little uh, wheel route. Uh, I mean, there's a, a, a bunch of spots where we were embarrassed. Can you point to one thing, Hamp, that the Bears are good at? Well, uh, making uh, a whole bunch of people upset on a regular <laughs> basis. They, they lead the league in that. You know, here's the thing, and it doesn't have to be like this, but you know, at the end of the year last year, we told you that this this and i call it performance art the uh the two uh press conferences where they basically congratulated each other the ownership and the coaching staff and 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 ryan pace everybody everybody had each other's back and you know what we're, we've turned the corner and now we're ready to go and i'm telling you tonight was a moment where we could have made a statement and there's no reason it's not like we got half the team hurt we had a chance tonight we were in that game but we were making way too many mistakes, and our offensive game plan is putrid. It, we, it just, it's got to stop. It's time now for Who Brought It Today, sponsored by Blue Cross Blue Shield of Illinois, the card to bring through it all. Let's, uh, let's throw some love at I think David Montgomery, right? Yeah, absolutely. He, and like I said, the, uh, the, the so-called Nagy offense – when we look back last year, there was a couple of you know 
points in the season. I remember going to Detroit. We got in the eye. We ran the ball. Then we started play action, and, and we had success. And then, you know, when Nagy finally, uh, you know, made the decision to put Trubisky back in, they started running the ball again. I think uh, David Montgomery scored touchdowns in six, the last six games because they made a commitment. And again, tonight – we had the running game going. We could build on it with the play action and then take some shots down the field. And yet, they didn't even go to it. We don't even, we don't even try to make the, the, you know, something big happen, OB. Well, I'll tell you what, Danny. I, 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 I just, it, it just boggles my mind to see. I mean, there's basic things, my God, that you figure out in this game offensively and defensively. This game is not a mystery. We complicate it. Nagy complicates it by his, he thinks he's this genius that he's going to reinvent how you, how you go to practice, uh, how do you go to training camp. I'm sick of it. We will see you next week, 11 o'clock, our pregame, and then we'll be on after the, uh, Bears and the Bengals at 3 o'clock. By but the way, we're really glad we're back on after the game. We are. We are. <laughs> and, and a reminder, your Chicagoland McDonald's is hiring right now. Uh, maybe we can, uh, hey, I'm just going to say if, if Matt moves along, it's be a great place to go. Get more than just a job. You can start building your future today working at McDonald's. You'll get paid. You'll get paid time off and a flexible schedule. So working there also works for you. You can achieve your goals and keep moving up with tuition assistance and the opportunity for growth. And of course, you're going to get free employee meals. Apply today at careers.mcdonalds.com. Jobs you apply for maybe in a restaurant owned by a franchisee. Not McDonald's franchisees are responsible for all employment at their restaurants. The one-hour pregame show and two-hour postgame show. All your folks, join us. We will see you next week. Thank you to Sam Martino doing an outstanding job producing Hamp. It'll be in calm, sponsored by your local Chevy dealers at ChevyDriveChicago.com. We'll see you next week.